Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We have another amazing guest. But before we jump into that guest, please give us a like. Please give us a subscribe. Um, that really helps out the channel. And we also want you to be notified when these uh, interviews come out. We're trying to produce one to two a week. And we have a lot of great interviews coming up over the next week. We have about seven of them all set in stone um, as of right now. But today, we talked to John Jones. He is the COO of WTF Comics. He is also a writer and creator of his own comic book called Hourglass that you could purchase at WTF Comics. We talk about that comic book. We talk about trying to balance you know, your daily life with a nine to five and running a comic book company um, at the end of your day. Um, we talked about finding new creators. We talked about even some nonprofit type things that WTF Comics is trying to do within their communities to help create an environment where young kids, young disadvantaged kids could come together and really tap into that creativity. So without further ado, here is John Jones. Thanks, everyone. Well, hello, Mr. John. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Right on, man. Appreciate you. This is John, COO of WTF Comics. Uh, and writer, I found out, uh, of Hourglass, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, writer, creator um, yeah. of Hourglass. Nice. Is this your uh, the first time you've uh, written and created a comic, or have you done this before? Um, this is um, the first time I've created a comic. Uh, we've been in the film business for uh, quite some time, Jack and myself. And nice. so um, we have... Uh, done a number of different types of story mediums, um, yeah. but comic books and then eventually, hopefully, um, animation being our final frontier as nice. we continue. Yeah, sweet, man. Well, maybe we could just kind of run through your history, John. Uh, where did comic book uh, start with John in his life? Um, you know, I've always been a big follower of, of Marvel um, uh, since back in the day and yeah. even... Of, of the actual cartoon that used to come in on in the afternoons. Oh, heck uh, yeah. One of the favorite uh, cartoon series. Which one was time. that? Uh, X-Men. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, 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 that cartoon series really got me uh, started into um, the idea of humans evolving or paranormal uh, <laughs> activity and that kind of stuff. Um, right I'm a, a sci-fi uh, advocate uh, through and through. So, uh, even in elementary school with a bunch of my friends, we'd get together and draw uh, characters or write out storylines uh, based around just, you know, the imagination of a kid at the time yeah. um, kind of always stuck with me. So uh, big, big player of a lot of different games like Magic the Gathering, yeah. uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so the idea of fantasy, sci-fi uh, eventually rolled into, well, how do we create our own universe that allows yeah. for, um, us to express ourselves the best way that we would like to. <laughs> right on, man. That sounds like a lot of fun. So how long have you been uh, with Jack? You guys been partners in WTF? I've known Jack since high school. Um, so we've put together a number of different uh, uh, pilot films. Mm -hmm. um, we've also been story writing together uh, for well over a decade now. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've, we've always played around with the idea of let's make a comic book. Uh, but then also in that is, how does this make money? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I found out it's very difficult to do, my friend. <laughs> exactly. And trying to come up with a game plan that's well-structured to be able to be like an excellent business uh, yeah. that we 
product that's a comic book, but ultimately that we're uh, a, a medium storytelling business yeah. um, that taking our film history and being able to start something that eventually would become a um, still us telling, you know, a film like quality product mm -hmm. in the end. And how do we get our storyboards off the board into pages and then eventually yeah. on screen? Um, so during COVID, um, you know, every the world shut down. And uh, Jack and I have been playing around with this idea of comic books for a long time. Yeah. And we decided during COVID when we couldn't do anything except talk to each other on the phone because, you know, <laughs> um, we said, well, if the world's ending, why not make comic books? You know, <laughs> Why not ever happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> we've got no excuses anymore so uh, <laughs> we put it all on the line and uh yeah. what we're getting sent we were like you know i've got a, a, enough savings uh we're getting money sent by the government to do our dreams right now yeah uh, we could hold on to this but let's make some comic books so yeah storylines have started executing yeah that's awesome man that is uh i think every guy's dream right whether it's comic books or something else man is to be able to take some savings me you know getting my wife behind it and then yep. uh going for it you know but that's that's awesome man so that's Absolutely. where wtf came out of right yeah yeah uh, out of covid you know um the idea of a, a world transmission frequency uh when there's a bunch of chaos so yeah. what what's the glue to reality when everything is chaotic and it's all about you and me and a lot of folks like us being able to hold a transmission and being able to be our own heroes um, in times of chaos. So um, awesome. all of kind of butted out of that type of ideology of, all right, if this is the end, do we choose to go with the chaos or do we like lean into our creative natures and really lean into what we trust about ourselves um, and each other uh, to be able to create the world that we really want? That's so cool, man. I could definitely buy into something like that. Yeah. So how many uh, different writers have you, I mean, I, I talked to Tom earlier today um, who does black alpha. How many other <laughs> um, writer creators do you now have on your, your staff producing um, comic books? Um, we've got a number. So Jack is a writer. I'm a writer. My yep. wife is a writer. Oh, cool. Um, we also work with a, a number of different individuals around the world. Nice. Um, oh, so South America, uh, Japan, um, we're looking to bring on somebody from Ukraine or uh, now Exodus from Ukraine. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we've working on a Canadian connection um, and we also translate our books. So okay. uh, if uh, we work, we worked with an Italian artist and creator before. And mm -hmm. so if somebody is in a certain language, but they're looking to have American exposure, we'll find uh, a translator to be able to translate the book that they've already written and then expose it to an American market. And then awesome. vice versa, we'll use that same translator to translate our books um, into other languages. And that's Perfect. allowed us to kind of go from Italy to America to um, Mexico or uh, Mexico to American to um, you know Japan, for yeah. instance. And it's also allowed us to kind of cross up genres so that we're not just locked into the comic book industry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're also exploring manga um, mm -hmm. in a big way um, and that we have uh now started to kind of generate a collective um you know a voluntary a voluntary um group that's willing to share in the profits mm -hmm. for the greater ability to uh really effectively tell the stories that they want to all over the world yeah that's awesome man well, it's a good thing you're in manga because i've been reading about uh, the popularity of it i got four kids of my own and i just mm -hmm. went through uh death note 
and which is an incredible Netflix series. In fact, they took it off and they brought it back on. So I might go through it again. But I tell you, man, I think comic books are being hurt a little bit by the popularity of it, right? Yeah, I would say that the markets are totally different, you know. And they are, the quality, they are. The quality of artwork is totally different between for comics sure. and um, And so, you know, for the price point mm -hmm. and the amount of pages that somebody buys, yeah. um, I can see where the popularity to be able to tell a full story comes in for manga. Because uh, yeah. you buy a book and you're pretty much buying like 10 comic books based on all the different plot points that are happening within the characters live. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a much more developed story uh, yeah. because you know, the 24 to 28 pages that you're working with with a comic book uh, mm -hmm. kind of itself to yeah. a more um, uh, cinemagraphic type of mindset of, mm -hmm. okay, we got to all of our plot points that we needed to within this one. And now yeah. we're going to another one and it kind of turns into like tv episodes where i see mangas as more of a full flesh movie that can stand on their own yeah you can definitely have a series based off of right but series is in the book already so yeah. it's just the plot points are there yeah, that's a good point good point yeah i i know just from our household we've uh we've really gotten into it and and some of the stories are amazing and what i like about it is a lot of the stories um any of my kids could go ahead and read and i feel comfortable with it Whereas on the comic book side, especially on the indie side, which is my favorite, I love indie comics. I would never let some of my kids read some of the <laughs> indie comics that I've read, right? Um, right? But they're amazing stories. So I feel like also that might have something to do with the popularity of manga because, I don't know, I just feel like there's more to offer for younger readers too, which I, I think so helps too. I mean, going to Target and they're not selling Marvel and DC books, but they have a whole four foot section of manga, which I thought was yeah. pretty interesting. <laughs> Yeah, and with that, you know, um, the cultures are different, right? For the sure. culture, of, uh, the culture of comic books. Um, yeah. You know, uh, the American culture, as far as a creative medium, mm -hmm. um, we have uh, all the great things of liberty and the ability to freedom of For speech sure. and stuff. Um, yeah. The shock value of oversexualization, the shock yeah. value, of heavy violence, um, yeah. drug use—all these things that come along with the American culture um, yeah. are ultimately wrapped in the stories that we tell. For and sure. so um, I totally feel you on not, you know, letting the kids pick up the comic books unless I've perused through them first and that For they sure. need them. And yeah. then the other side of the world, they don't have the same kind of culture that's represented in, you know, the respect yeah. to elders, uh, yeah. how teens are portrayed, uh, yeah. sexualization on a lower scale, still there, still yep. there. For sure. Um, For sure. And you know, within certain categories, but for the majority of what's being produced and the stories that are being told, um, yeah. there's still a semblance of some kind of wholesomeness. Yeah. Uh, that's um, not saying that either or is wrong. I'm much more on the indie side. Sure. Um, yeah. I love a good violent flick myself. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, uh, the comparison between the, the groups and the ability to reach the right age groups, I think, is uh, something important. Um, you know, that kind of correlates directly to what the market uh, really is demanding that people want to be more involved in stuff yeah. um, that doesn't always uh, leave a shock value on your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No shock value, I think, is very important uh, when it yeah. comes to the American culture, for sure. Yeah. So um, as far as uh, WTF, so it's been around, what, two years now? Yes. About two. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what were you doing before this, John? Are you doing this full time? Or are you doing this part time with a, a day job? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, my history uh, started in uh, cannabis um, in uh -huh. California. Uh, yep. Then I 
into the uh, 2017 farm bill with yeah. hemp. Uh, I started a hemp distribution uh, project. COVID uh, kind of slowed us way down. I had to yeah. lay off some 57 employees. Um, wow. During that time, I had kind of had to refine um, my dealmaker status. So I started um, being a broker, um, mm -hmm. a, a consultant, because uh, I didn't have a broker's license. But there was a huge demand for PPE, um, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. um, a number of different things. So I helped source a lot of that stuff during that time. Yeah. Um, that, that eventually grew into... Um, one of my older clients uh, who I was helping out with PPE and hemp products, um, he has a development group, real estate development group. And he asked me if I could help him bird dog for real estate. Um, nice. I've got him in real estate when I was a teenager with my father and grandfather. Um, both of them have done well in real estate mm -hmm. and uh, I, I'd help them out. So I, I helped him find a number of acres. Um, and, uh, from there we flipped those acres. We developed the acres and flipped those acres, uh, during the midst of COVID. And I asked myself, what was I doing? Um, if, you know, if I wasn't doing real estate again, so, yeah. um, kind of moved back into finding real estate. Uh, we formed a brokerage, a real estate brokerage. So now I nice. own 50 brokerage and, um, my day job is that brokerage and <laughs> otherwise my passion, um, yeah. is getting to, uh, animation ready, um, yeah. uh, uh, situations. Um, I also have, um, history and private equity, uh, yeah. along with, um, being able to help with venture cap or, um, fund management or anything of that nature. So, um, yeah. a lot of what we're aiming for now has to do with my ability to line up, uh, the right kind of money, uh, that's sure. looking opportunity zone spaces and the initiation of a school or something to the like that can be, um, transcontinental. Um, mm -hmm. exchange program for uh, urban rural kids who yeah. are uh, highly intelligent and uh, highly capable in the art space yeah. um, that are to be able to go to a Japanese animation studio while we bring some of the Japanese uh, animation students over here to our studio that's and awesome. kind of make up. Um, and that's the long-term vision of what WTF wants to have is wow. um, the ability to be able to help the best of the world develop themselves uh, before they realize it and then be able to help them market and sell uh, their products uh, to, you know, Netflix, Amazon, and, and of the like. That's awesome, man. That's pretty exciting. That's uh, that's quite a goal. So you're going to have to really dig into that venture capitalist side of you to get that one yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, it all happens when you save people taxes, I tell you. That's yeah, the there you go. Exactly. <laughs> help people obviate their capital gains over 10 years period of time. Uh <laughs> We'll throw money at you. So. Done deal. Just, you know, I want 5% of that going toward this area, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have you be my advertisement guy. You're going to film us. We're going to put it out there. There you go. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Yeah, I think that is a, a noble thing for sure. And uh, man, for sure, if anything I could do to help, man, that would be amazing uh, to be part of something like that because I think that's absolutely incredible. And I do think there are some highly, highly intelligent young people that have just been brought up in the wrong you know, situation of no fault of their own. And if we could capture some of those folks and, and put them in an environment where they could thrive, I mean, who knows what, what could come forth from that. Right. I mean, it's, you're definitely changing people's lives for sure. Yeah. And I, and I would ask you a question, you know, uh, when did you realize your passion and dream? Yeah. I mean, I, I've always loved comic books, just like you, you know, I'm, I'm getting close to 50 now. So uh, I'm still living as if I was 12. My wife reminds me constantly, but I, I love comic books. I, I love the 
the thought that I could get lost in a, in a story, even if it's only 22 to 26 pages. Uh, and then, you know, if I like it, I'm super excited to wait for that next chapter to come out in a month. And, you know, that's, that's been part of my cycle, you know, during the day though, I, I run a sales team for a food company, um, here okay. in San Diego. So like you, I have a passion for comics. I have my own comic coming out, uh, at the end of this month, but yeah, there's no way that I would be able to I'm not, I'm not, not making anything right now. <laughs> I'm not sure how much I'm going to make afterwards. So, you know, that, that, that nine to five is extremely important. That ain't going away anytime soon, but uh, yeah, I mean uh, that, that passion for art and it's been there for a very long time. Right. But, you know, like a lot of people, you're not in the right environment where that's encouraged, you know, right away I got married right away. I had kids um, and right away I went to work. Right. And so a lot of yep. that had to be suppressed the older I get with the more stable of a financial situation I have, cause I'm getting a little bit older. My kids are yep. moving out of the house. All of a yep. sudden I'm like, you know what, this has been in my pocket for a long time. It's, it's a little wrinkly and it's been washed a few times with my jeans, but I'm going to pull it out of my pocket and I'm going to, hey. I'm going to do something with it. Right. And you know, the wife right. is, is very supportive. And I mean, here we are, my friend, you're doing something, I'm doing something. And I think it's the right time, right? Why not now? Yeah, there's there's an old saying saying that the wealth of a person is based on the good that he does in the world and yeah. that the good that he does in the world is based off of the dreams that he keeps mm. intact his entire life. So that's, awesome, that's really what man. it's all about, man. We're, we're all creative beings and we all chills, man. Yeah, man. We all stifle ourselves as we go yeah. along based on what we think is mm -hmm. supposed to be the standard yeah. we're supposed to live by and the and the dreams of others we're supposed to live up to. Yeah. And so you know, once we really start tuning in, my belief is once we really start tuning into that creative nature instead of the competitive nature of yeah. survival, the thriving yeah. that we naturally are imbued with, yeah. I think that we can really start modeling our business, what we do for the world, and our ability to affect ourselves and others through yeah. that good we know is really our wealth, that yeah. we will set stage just so high on this planet that a lot of the things that we see as traumatic events, chaotic events, will just fade away so that people can create the lives that they want, how they want it. And I think that a lot of that has to do with being able to be playful. I heard you say, you know, you're still uh, living as a 12-year-old boy. I think that, you know, entering the 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 kingdom with the eyes of a child yeah. um, and the imagination is that kingdom. I think there's nothing more important than making sure that, you know, for you, you keep that intact and for your kids that you remind them that there's no dream that they can't live up to. Yeah. Wow, man. I think uh, you just wrapped up everything into a nice package, my friend. That's that was beautiful, John. That was yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, the, the time is always right. We just got to make sure that we put ourselves out there so that we'll execute. Right. It's always there. It's always yep. there. The need's always there. We just got to, I think, sometimes open our eyes to be able to see the need so we can activate. So, yeah, no, that's that's amazing, man. That is, that is beautiful. Where are you going to um, place the school? Have you, like, thought of what communities you want to put it in? Or Yeah, Raleigh, Durham is where I would like to start. So That's a great uh, place, yeah. Yep, big component of Bull City. It's a college town. Yeah. Um, you know, it's capital of North Carolina. Yeah. Um, bunch of great real estate there as well so yeah. it'd be great for investors as far as the balancing point where the business yeah. meets the dream yeah. um so yeah finding some opportunity zone warehouse that yeah. could be leased out 60 percent of it to be able to cover the base and yeah. that no 
uses just based on the investiture there and that there's a tax benefit involved for the investor. And then we we take a certain amount of the profits that are made from that investiture to be able to roll it directly into um, the IP that would be produced from WTF and that the investors get to partake in whatever that is based off of the carry that's there and our yeah. performance. And then we roll, man. That's awesome. I have a feeling whoever listens to this will be writing down a business plan based upon what you just said right now. <laughs> I, I hope so. Man. And if anybody that's listening to this um, yeah. is looking to team up or, yeah. uh, you know, I'm all about sovereignty, so I'm not looking to take over any other companies, yeah. but companies that want to have sovereignty together with a key yeah. focus on how it is that we help to evolve the industry and how it is that we bring uh, to life all of these dreams that are dormant out here, or we help to uh, alleviate each other's pressures. You have something I need, I have something that you need, and we can work together. Um, yeah. I'm all for the conversations. I'm all for the meetings. I'm all for the like and mind and heart and spirit um, to be able to bring this thing to the fullness. Yeah, that's awesome, John. That's incredible, man. And to be right next to a college, I mean, who knows, maybe you could partner with the university and have some kind of an exchange program, even with them, where some of those students could tap into that. I mean, there's and the ceiling's very high. It sounds like yep. very high, man. Lots of potential, lots of yep. potential, man. Well, that's incredible, man. I, I don't even know what else to say. I wasn't expecting uh, the conversation to go in this direction, John. Uh, that's a that's a a lot of uh, a beauty wrapped up, man. That's that's pretty awesome, man. Seems like Thank you're doing a lot of really cool things. Uh, I read a couple of your comics, and I thought that was all that was there, man. I didn't realize the depth of the things that you're working on outside of the the 22 pages that I got into, man. That's yeah. pretty cool. That is very cool, man. Well, thank you, man. I, I really appreciate you, know, you you reaching out and putting yeah. this together and everything that you do too. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's small podcasts like this that help to get the message out there. Yeah. And if we can do anything to support you more, uh, just let yeah. us know. Nah, I mean, you guys have been amazing already, right? I'm already in connection with uh, Tom and then Jack's going to come on in a couple of weeks. So yeah, man, anything we could do to highlight what you're doing, um, even you know, from a, a crowdfunding where people like that want to invest and really get involved in something like this somehow, and this is probably for a different conversation, but man, to be able to do something like that, where people could jump in and see their dollars really go to something amazing, I think could be yep. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We've been considering a reggae uh, yep. for a full crowdfund and mm -hmm. trying to hit $5 million mark uh, yeah. for the goal of the actual studio. So yeah. um, it's in the works. Uh, there's you know a bunch of paperwork that has to be filed to be able to have yeah. that going on, and our name needs to be a little bit bigger before yeah. we take that. But um, definitely on the board, and uh, we would love to check that box. You know, come 2024. Sure. Yeah, yeah, count me in, man. I think it's an amazing, amazing thing that you're doing, man. Thank That's you, man. Very cool, man. Very cool. So, I mean, uh, maybe you could get back to comics, even though it seems like it doesn't matter anymore after our conversation. <laughs> But uh, maybe we could just talk about Hourglass real quick, John. I mean, Hourglass, your your comic is out. Um, how did you come up with that idea? I mean, it's almost two stories in one, right? Yeah. So, you know, the whole idea is that um, there are powers that be that have certain amounts of levers on our reality. Yeah. Um, and that in this particular book that the um, two main characters are more of experiments for those powers that be to see where consciousness can go or evolve for humankind. Um, and the whole aspect came out of a freeze in time, you know, it was COVID. And yeah. so everything in the world stopped. And so, you know, something just hit me at that time of, okay, what if I had superpowers, but when I used them, there was a cost, you know, we always see 
hours and that they're kind of ongoing. There's not really a downside to using them. Mm -hmm. And in this particular thing, I was like, you know, this time is as far as humans is our, our only natural thing that we know is guaranteed. Um, We're going to be changing over time. We're going to be getting older. Um, And so I made the two characters, the two main characters adversaries, but um, the hourglass that they're ruled by uh, Mm -hmm. allows for them to age in reverse. So Mm -hmm. uh, the younger character gets older when he uses his powers and the older character gets younger when he uses his powers and on together by fate. Uh, based off of a certain amount of circumstances uh, where they have to come to do battle and that, you know, the outcome isn't what you would expect. So no, we're it's just, not. <laughs> we've completed uh, book two now. Uh, we've started work on book three. Um, nice. and pretty much a three-part series that then that three-part series will no longer be called Hourglass after that. And it will play into the larger universe okay. of where all these characters, all these different storylines that are all introductory right now will play mm-hmm. into the larger universe of 369, the universe 369. Oh, wow. So even all the other writers, everything that they're doing will all come together into this uh, world or? Uh, there's a number of us that are in the uh, same uh, okay. uh, vein of, re- of stuff. Uh, not every book that has a WTF uh, stamp on it is going to be a part of this universe. Gotcha. Some are just stories that we are taking on as, as business acumen, but mm-hmm. you'll know which ones are connected based okay. on the clues within the books gotcha. and the storylines that are tied together within the books. Very cool. How long have you been sitting on this idea or this story? Or did um, it just really all come forth while you were sitting yeah. around like all of us were <laughs> during COVID? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when COVID took place, you know, for the first month, like everybody, we freaked out. Yeah. And for the month, I played video games. And then for the third month, I was extremely bored and sitting <laughs> on top of a mountain and was like, you know, you know, let's do this comic book thing. I think I've got a great idea. Yeah. And you, know, I told to Jack and Jack was like, I'm not doing anything today. If you just want to get up on Google Docs and start <laughs> writing this thing out. And so we sit around and hit the plot points of, okay, That's let's make awesome. it different than anything else that's out there yeah it's definitely different it's definitely different yeah i've only seen the the first issue so far and uh it was quite enjoyable so i can't wait to see what happened now you got my my urges going here man i want to get my hands on two so when will two be uh ready you say you just finished it uh so we've we've finished all the pages Uh um want to we would like to be able to do a, a fundraiser around getting all the coloring done yep. um, and also being able to uh, hit a certain benchmark to be able to get the next pages of three going. Of yep. course, you know, I've kind of been fronting the bill on a lot of the books that have been produced or whatever. Sure. And I'm really find the model that works for the comic books yeah. uh, that allow for it not to be a thing that's um, out of my pocket. Yeah. And, you know, uh, another expenditure that I'm just putting towards a dream. I, I hear everybody that's in the industry on that. And, yeah. you know, I'm, if you have a solution looking for a solution, uh, but <laughs> anybody out there that's looking to work together on that solution. Yeah. Um, I think that they're there. Uh, we just got to figure out how we create the market a little bit better yeah. and how it is that we, you know, come along to feature each other in each other's books. Yeah, absolutely. I I'm down for that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Kickstarter, I think is the first place to go, man, because, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. And I got about eight days left. So we'll see if I reach my goal. But I mean, that's a good way to do it. Because up to this point, you know, as far as website development, all that other stuff, right, that's all come out of savings. So yep. then we're getting to the comic book. And, you know, my wife's super supportive, but she does look and go, man, 
for a hobby. <laughs> this is really getting expensive. <laughs> I'm like, well, I know. I, I didn't expect it to be this expensive either, but it's not cheap to to put a comic book. To. I'm not an artist, so I right. created and I wrote, um, and I developed all my characters. But I, I need a I need that skill set to help me get it done. And and I I don't want to. I don't want to find an artist and then, you know, not, I want to be able to take care of, them. I want a partnership. And yep. so to do that, right. If you're going to find a decent artist and you want to have a long-term partnership, you gotta, you gotta pay up, man. You, there's a, there's a value for that. And you, you have to understand what that value is and you have to be willing to pay it. Um, and I believe you get what you pay for and you want to treat people right. And, you know, these artists work really hard, man. And, and a lot of times they don't get the credit they probably should, right? So I want to have a really good partnership. And I found a great artist. He's actually in Russia. Um, okay. His name's Willie, but uh, man, he's amazing. I fell awesome. in love with his artwork. So we'll see if others don't fall in love with it too. Uh, when it comes out, it'll be done. I'm doing the, I'm doing the lettering. That's my skill set. I, I figured out how to do lettering on uh, uh, Clip Paint Studio, whatever it's called. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was a uh, that was not easy to be quite honest, but I figured it out. So I'm almost done with all the lettering, and then I'll I'll send it into print, and we'll see what happens, man. But uh, it's not easy, it, and it's expensive. So I don't think people realize it until you start to dig into it. This not that easy, man. Yep. And some of the solutions that I've been seeing out there are, um, you know, we've got this huge crypto market as well. Yeah. Stuff. That. And so I've been I've been starting discords to be able to start to get followers. Yeah. Uh, it's a comic book NFT Discord where nice. NFTs sell, um, where comic books can sell NFTs for exclusive access and hidden pages to their comic books, nice. as long and as well as uh, you know certain NFT holders, uh, depending on what grade their NFT is amongst the, the NFTs that are sold, um, can be featured in the comic books as well. Uh, so you get to know your clientele, you feature That's them cool. in the book. Um, and that they also win, you know, get a certain amount of swag that comes along with the book. Um, and it's yeah. really for uh, those higher tier, fan, uh, higher tier fans mm -hmm. and that it's crowdfunding, uh, but not really crowdfunding because they're buying a product that is just the NFT because they want a collectible. But it yeah. gives them access to, on a mm -hmm. deeper level uh, to the things that they care about. And with the right kind of program like that, it could also allow us to let out our sample uh animations and and everything else that again you know we would have we would fly people out places to be able to do a voice recording so yeah. that they had a certain interest and they were one of the holders that bought one of our top 10 of the collection and they yeah. wanted to do a voiceover for one of the characters we'd bring them in and let them do it you know that's cool and that way to be interactive to be more accessible um to really start um to really be able to start from the ground level with a grassroots community uh yeah. i think that you get and if you can really find that following um and tap into a couple of these niches that's i think that's the next step for us yeah yeah that's that's awesome man it sounds amazing um i have some nfts that i bought during the COVID. i'm not sure what where they're at and what they're doing but uh, i know i got them somewhere i gotta get on my computer and find them but um i know it blew up and uh i think that's amazing because then you're not asking for someone just to to throw money into a fund right they're actually getting something right away not that you don't yep. on, you know, there's different tiers in Kickstarter too, where you could give away different things, but still, I, I like the way you're doing it. And I think yep. that uh, from a consumer standpoint, seems pretty attractive. Yep. Yeah. Right on, Sean. Well, I I think I've used about 30 minutes of your time. I know you're super busy. What else do you want to kind of share that you're working on that maybe you'd want others to know that we haven't touched base on? Absolutely. 
Um, my wife is working on a manga called Hachi and Ocho. Um, oh, Hachi it's and Ocho. about uh, two souls that are tied together, destiny and time. And nice. um, they are um, all living up to an amazing uh, storyline uh, that has a lot of comedy and a lot of emotions involved uh, that nice. I would love for everyone to check out. And what's your wife's name? Uh, Satori. 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 Yep. And that'll be on a WTF website to purchase? That will be on WTF. It's not out just yet, but okay. uh, we'll be coming into closure and finishing around summertime. So nice. June or July by her birthday, we should be ready to uh, push that out. Uh, I guess everybody to check out Black Alpha by Tom Rash. Yeah. Um, uh, another great series. Uh, Tom has been a Marvel comic. Uh, he has worked with many of the best and the brightest in the industry. And it's been lifelong dream to be able to bring uh, his entire storyline of black alpha into being and um we're finishing up book two and nice. it's looking amazing yeah. um our uh our, our next year's slate uh i've got a book that i wrote that's a little bit darker uh called bullet and the whole idea is that um society has collapsed as far as financially mm -hmm. and that main exchange of goods and services uh now happens in bullets um, oh, instead of any kind of other currency in the world. All uh, gunneries and bullet-making spaces have uh, been destroyed except for a key few. And those yeah. key that are in production, the people who own them, uh, control the landscape. Um, wow. That uh, disease and famine has ravaged the land, so you have to live inside of the wall uh, to be able to be a, a successful individual. And if you're outside of the wall, um, it's... It's any man's game, and you have to be very safe. So um, that's you better that's have bullets. It sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man, that sounds incredible, John. That sounds amazing. And what is the? Do you have the title for that one that you could share yet, or not yet? Um, it's, it's just called, called Bullet. Yeah, Bullet. Yeah, sweet man, I love it. I love it, man. I'm gonna be looking for that one too. That sounds awesome, man. Yeah, man, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, very good, John. Thanks again for uh, joining us today. Really appreciate it. It's a pleasure meeting you. You opened my eyes to a whole another area that I wasn't really uh, privy to. And uh, I certainly, if there's any way that I could help or be part of that, let me know. I, I definitely want to, man. That's That sounds amazing and life fulfilling for sure. Yeah, man. Thank you for having us on. And yeah. um, we look forward to the next one. And uh, uh, stay here. If anything we can help with yeah. um, promoting this, um, just let us know. Oh, one more note. Yeah, uh, we're, we're about we we did 24 episodes of some of the golden age and silver age artists um, interviews. Um, oh, wow. Some passed away since. And it's called Issues With. Um, our first series is is, is uh, the first season is in the can and we're looking to market it to Amazon. So everybody oh, wow. um, Facebook and follow us on Issues With um, Issues and with. Uh, look for the big launch that's going to be coming soon because uh, we're really close to closing a deal uh, for our first 12 episodes. Wow, that would be incredible. I'm, I'm in for that too, man. All the old school guys and gals that uh, have created the foundation that we're all standing on, and that'd be amazing. Yeah, man. <laughs> all right, Mr. John. Pleasure, <laughs> man. Thank you so hey, much. You have a great day. Yeah, same to you.